Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, New York City. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. May the 4th be with. What were you doing? What, what happened there? Key's talking about, he was saying that. What were you oh, he was saying, actually, I was saying the guy from Kentucky has long arms. Oh. And if he reaches him out, just hit him here, chop it down. Yeah. With your, your hand on the top of his wrist with full force, and it'll snap. It'll snap. Yeah. I've got about three wrists on my wall for my plan days. Like pelts. Like, right, hey, man. But see, ah! I, 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 we, we were talking about that before. When I would come off ball screens, it's that big steps well, out. I'm dropping that, my elbow, elbow. Riding, riding your high thigh. Just causing injuries. Every time. It's yeah, such riding a your high thigh. thing to do. No, it's, it's it's a basketball thing to do. So I bet Grace, you. So Grace and Alan I bet really you when you step out of the environment. Wow. What's the one dude? Wow, Alan. What? I bet you. I bet Duke that I don't like. Grace and Alan. That's yeah, I don't I like. I wish I bet you if you stepped out on the screen trying to guard me, Alan, I'm gonna hit that elbow. My elbow might accidentally come up and knock you in the back of the head. That's all I'm saying. No, we're just saying it's just technique, different stuff to get off. No, it's interesting. Let's let's ask, of course, Peter King, NBC's football morning in America, joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. America, America. Peter, good morning. How are you? We're at. Good morning, Alan. How you doing? I'm great. I'm getting some, you know, some technique lessons from Keyshawn Johnson here. Very valuable for you me right now. This morning in my life. Am I here? Am I here? Am I just? I mean, I'm not Jay also techniques? talking about how you. you know how Duke was taught to too. play very. Peter, dirty. sometimes it's good to you know have your host make you feel like you're part of the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Sure. I I wouldn't really know. You're part of a three man weave. Ah, I see. Very true. Yeah. Three man weave. Oh yeah. All right. Good reference there. Like like the story now of of I mean the draft has been the draft, but even before the draft, it suddenly became the story of the off season, which now feels like it'll be that story that never goes away, and that involves Aaron Rodgers, of course. So from your from your background, from your understanding, just how likely is it as we're hearing from all different people about the percentages that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Is this a divorce about to happen and pending, or do you think there could be some way that he still is under center week one? Well, I, I, I wouldn't say I'd be surprised if he was under center week one, but I don't think it's likely he's under center week one. And I think that each side in the next few weeks and maybe the next few months is going to get very dug in as I – wrote in Football Morning in America yesterday, it reminds me very much of something that happened exactly 10 years ago when Carson Palmer got sick of Cincinnati, as many players have over the years. Uh, only he did something about it. He said, I'm not playing anymore unless Cincinnati trades me. And he stuck to his guns, and the Bengals ended up trading him in October. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is as resolute as Carson Palmer was 10 years ago, right now. But when I talked to Brian Gutekunst, the Packers general manager, on Sunday afternoon, he used that exact word, resolute. We are resolute. We want him to play for the Packers. So that's why I think this is going to last a while, and I think both sides are going to get dug in. Clearly, he doesn't want to play for the Packers, much like Carson Palmer didn't want to play for the Cincinnati Bundles at the time. What's the biggest roadblock to just let's just get it done and get it over with so we both can move on with our lives. Keyshawn, this reminds me a lot also of the Russell Wilson story where he just doesn't feel valued. His opinion doesn't feel valued. Uh, I just think that uh, that Aaron Rodgers 
believes that he should be involved a little bit more in some of the decisions that are made inside this team. He obviously doesn't I, – I, I don't think it drove him crazy that they drafted Jordan Love, but I think for him to watch people like Tom Brady get supported the way Brady did in Tampa last year where basically Brady wanted Antonio Brown. And look, they had a need, too, at receiver. So it wasn't only Brady walking in and saying, come on, sign my guy. It was also the fact that Bruce Arians and Jason Light, the general manager, knew that uh, this was going to be a good fourth or fifth receiver, and that's exactly what he turned out to be. But that is something that Aaron Rodgers doesn't think would ever happen in in Green Bay. You know, that his opinion on, you know, things like roster decisions, not necessarily that he should have any say over who makes the team or anything like that, but it's just, he believes that he should be involved in uh, some more of the decisions and at least giving his input uh, that he, that he is right now. And, and really it's kind of becoming, it's almost, there's an awful lot of basketball, I think coming to the NFL now with quarterbacks. Um, And, and when James Harden says, I'm not going back to Houston, you know, trade me to Brooklyn or trade me to Philly, whatever it is he said at the time. And so, you know, he ended up in Brooklyn. And I, I, I just think what's different here, what's slightly different is that I think the Green Bay Packers, at least for now, are not going to be moved by this. Is this, for, for the general manager and the President Murphy, is this like a mission to destroy who they are if Aaron Rodgers sit out and they don't trade him to, let's say, the Denver Broncos? Is this, is this something that is going to derail their careers? Boy, that's a good. That's a really good question. It's obviously if the if the first time that uh, as as Adam Schefter said last week, I thought it was a great point. There's never been a time that an MVP has been traded uh, after being the MVP the season after being the MVP. And so, how would people react? What would happen? What would be the impact to careers in Green Bay? That's a great. I, I haven't really thought of that, but I do think there's going to come a point where I do think they're going to have to consider whether they should trade him. Um, I just don't see that happening soon. Peter, Arthur Smith, the head coach for the Falcons, said they hired the wrong guys if they thought we were going to lower expectations, take our time, and rebuild. How ready are the Falcons to win now, and do you think they can win now? Yeah, he told me that uh, last Thursday night, and I think his point was uh, we have what we think is a very good and productive quarterback still in his prime. Uh, We are adding the best tight end to come into the league in a long time. And even if we trade Julio Jones, and I believe that they will end up trading Julio Jones at some point before training camp begins, even if all that happens, they have the weaponry to be a very, very explosive offense. I think their issue is going to come with the defense and whether they can stop anybody. 
And that is going to be, I think, their big challenge. It's one of the reasons why Arthur Smith got Dean Pease out of retirement. He's the guy who's come out of retirement once before to to key a defensive revival in Tennessee a couple of years ago, uh, you know, when they made it deep into the playoffs. And Arthur Smith now is counting on him to give him a couple of years to rebuild that defense. That will be the entire issue in Atlanta. They'll score enough points. The question is, are they going to be able to be a top, say, 15 to 18 defense? If they can be, they could make the playoffs this year. Peter, before we let you go, on that point, I wanted to ask you about the Cowboys and after their draft and they try to fill some holes on defense with Dak Prescott coming back. Where do you see them? Uh, We talked about this earlier in the show, but where do you see them in the NFC? You know, the NFC is kind of a morass right now. You know, nobody can predict the East right now. Uh, it's it's very hard to sit here with the with the Aaron Rodgers tumult and pick the North. Nobody can pick the West. It is absolutely wild and wide open. So, you know, other than Tampa Bay being the cream of the crop, there is not what I would consider to be an absolutely uh, premier team. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Rams are the second-best team. I don't know. But I guess the overriding point I would make is the Cowboys are right there. They get their quarterback back. They definitely have enough uh, weapons on offense. They don't have a great offensive line anymore. But not a lot of teams do have a great offensive line. This team will go as far as the Dan Quinn-led offense is going to bring him. And to me, Dan Quinn is going to be, he's one of the five most important people in that franchise right now for 2021. Can he get them to buy into what I consider to be a very aggressive and versatile defense uh, early on? Last year, that's really what sunk their season. Early on, their defense was putrid, and they just never were able to recover. Peter, great stuff. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Appreciate you. Thanks, no Peter. problem, guys. Take All care. Right, All right, Peter King on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So coming up, who will fulfill the prophecy as the chosen one and win NBA the MVP this year? That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Dance party. I feel like the lights are, like, should be, we should be doing something more with the lighting if you guys are going to dance. I mean, if we're no, going to do this. With this music on, the type of dancing that, uh, no, no, nope. uh, no, it's too early. I will or be sitting down. Or it's too late. On. One or the other. I don't even go to establishments. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. I don't even go to those type of establishments that would be playing this type of music with lights dimmed. Sorry. Yo, 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 yo. I just, I just want wings. Oh God! Oh, no, what, no. what? What thighs or legs? What, no, I'm just saying. I good wings. Yeah, you've seen what, the what kind of way? Thigh, thighs? Uh, what? <laughs> Jay always takes it that. I just asked. It's, it's a follow up question. It's lemon, called a follow up question in radio. Lemon pepper, extra crispy, lemon pepper. all flats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I get it. <laughs> bone in. No bone doubt about in. that. Yes. Jeez. I would hope so, you would want bone in. <laughs> yeah. Who like goes and gets <laughs> chicken little? We had a, we had a conversation uh, yesterday that that was on social media. That of course we talked about Giannis and the KD conversation, right? He and KD yep. and his respect for him, and and you had a great perspective about KD's you know uh, affinity for Michael Jordan and just his scoring ability and everything you know his skill set. And we discussed it as how Giannis, it's sort of like you're not there, like you're a great player, MVP, yeah, dominant, but like not, one of the yeah, most dominant players, but as a scorer, clearly not. There and of course that that upset a lot of people who in their who in their profile lets you know they're Bucks fan. Once you tell me that, I don't even read like that. um, But um, real quick, I can't engage with you. Being dominant, like Shaq was dominant, and I I call Giannis this for the longest time. He's a skinny version of Shaq. His jump shot has gotten exponentially better, by the way. He's still training in the right direction, but it's not it's not to the same skill level. Of course, that Kevin Durant is at. Yeah, have nowhere close. Skill, but but see, I'm I'm gonna jump in in here because I have to say. Yeah, Shaq was dominant, but different. Different. It was a takeover dominance. Yeah. Giannis and you a hoop dude, and I'm a football guy, it ain't even close. I don't know about I see that. Why no, it ain't close. No, 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 I see why. But I see why. But it ain't even close, man. Because it was so demonstrative. Oh, yeah, because he was 300-plus pounds. Regardless of the pounds or not, I'm bigger than you, Jay. I'd be damned. If I will allow you to do anything understood, to me. Understood. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah not, that's not in basketball. I'm talking about like just in football, for instance. I'm bigger than you. How am I going to let a six-foot dude do something to me? I'm not having it. You're seven feet tall. And, and there's nothing you're going to do to me. But Giannis is a skinny version of Shaq because he plays on the perimeter, right? Like it's not the same. But he is physically dominant physically in his own dominant. way That's because of the I mean, way he's yes. built. But now he's, he's won MVPs, and he's he's another guy that you know would be considered in the MVP conversation. Can't give it to him, though. But, not this year. But actually, he's not. All right, so the latest MVP odds from Caesars William Hill has Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets still yep. – the, the leading guy. He's my MVP favorite I mean, right it now. just seems like he'd be that guy. He's just had that kind of year. And, oh, by the way, the media votes on this, and the media loves him. I mean, they absolutely love what he's it, done this year. He's almost year. averaging a triple-double. So you got to feel like he's going to win. And the stats are always going to, to drive it. Joel Embiid is second. Steph Curry has moved up to third in the odds here, which is interesting because he's having – what a run he's had now these last couple of weeks. Giannis See, is is also is right is, after Steph, then li- Lillard, Harden, which is Luca, LeBron, and then Chris Paul. How this at the very end? See, how I'll is put, this I'll list put, not have 
wait, I know you said CP3, but the list we have on our screen. No. Jokic, Embiid, Chris Curry, Paul at the very Giannis, end. James, Dame. Yeah. The fact that CP3 is not on this list. CP3 well, is Well, you notice three. that LeBron's not on the list either. Yeah, but but I but I CP3 I get, CP3 should be on the list. Come on, man. It, it's far as I'm people concerned. People don't know basketball if you don't have CP3 on this list. Vegas, by the way. This yeah, is people odds. People in Vegas don't know basketball then. But he should be third, in my opinion, on, man. based on just – his ability to get everybody else going on top of getting himself cooking. Like, Phoenix Suns are a different team. Yeah, we're dreadful last year. Like, With his and, impact. And then if well, I look at the Thunder when he was there. Well, I was exactly. about to say, and if yeah. I go back into last year, mm-hmm. he had OKC looking like they was getting ready to try to steal something. Yeah, they were right there on the verge. Yep, they were. And, and that's, again, when you think about a team that Chris Paul is on, normally that's a team you don't want to face in the playoffs because you know, A, they'll be ready, B, they'll be very competitive, and he's – that kind of leader that Man, gets I wish teams he was with the Lakers. ready. I mean, the clear, well, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I actually would have loved him or on Kyle Knicks. Lowry. Another, Kyle Lowry would have been nice to the Lakers too. Mm, yeah, too if only money. got Kyle Lowry though. That's, that would have been we really cool good though. Deal. We like Tucker. Shame. He's Couldn't young, man. We don't want to give up our young but, stuff for a guy that you know. Is but anyways, original. if I could though, as we talk about teams you don't want to face, right? And we talked about the seven ten play, and LeBron doesn't like it. Luca doesn't like it, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. But LeBron liked it last year. Was, yeah, yeah, he liked it last said, year. That's why I said I'm sorry because <laughs> yeah. LeBron said he didn't like it. You know, the internet, obviously, people receipts. They receipts. go, hey, did you see the story? You said it. Hey, Memphis, battle out. We we You said it last year that this was great for the league. It's cute when it's the Kings and the Grizzlies. You know why he doesn't like it now? He's 36. Exactly. He's 36. So so now, but Steph Curry playing in it. But Steph Curry has been on a run, like I mean, a run, scary one. We talked, you hear about it in Sports Center, of course, and and they they win again. They beat the Pelicans. He gets forty one, and it's at that point now where the Warriors are in the seven ten, and the Warriors are that team, according to Draymond Green, that you do not you do not want to see them, especially in a winner take all. Listen to what he said after last night's game. Teams are terrified of him, you know, and, and everywhere he runs on the floor. You know, with or without the ball, teams are terrified. And with that type of gravity, you know, he pulled he pull a lot of weight. You know, even when he's not the one, I could be the one making the pass, but it's him creating for other guys, you know. And, and that's that's very important, uh, you know, the, with the way he's playing. You know, for another 41-point night, you know, very tough to stop. And I wouldn't want to see a team with Steph Curry on there. So you wouldn't want to see a team with Steph Curry and the way he's been playing. I kind of agree. But, guys, can I throw another another group, another team, and another player out at you to say, would you want to see them? And that's – I'll tell you what. Have you been watching the Washington Wizards lately? You know, I said at the beginning of the year. Russell Westbrook Bradley, is all of a sudden Bradley in Bill another dangerous. place. And, right, what's one thing Steph doesn't have is a Bradley Beal, and that's what Russell Westbrook has. So, in a 7-10, you're going to have to play one of them, the Wizards or the Warriors. Which team – is scarier. Did you see the Did you see the Wizards last night drop 154 points 100, in regulation? Jay, no regulation. Overtime, Key. 154 against in the regulation. Pacers. Like, I, I I would I would not want to see Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal because when they get hot together, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now if Steph had Clay, that would yeah, be he so really have different. A, I was gonna say he really doesn't have a like a running mate. I mean, Dre's there. He does what he needs to do, but there's no. There's no second guy in the in the seat with him, right? And where Bradley Beal and Westbrook, they together. Yeah. And once they get cooking, all of a sudden it's clicked. Yeah, it's a like because they were awful. I mean, 
time. It Awful. takes time to get together, right? Throughout to, this season. To get the chemistry going, to understand each other. He's never played with him, so yeah. they got to figure out, okay, you this way, you that way, we're going to do it like this. And then but, when they fall into their roles, Jay, now you see what you see, why Washington made that trade. Golden State would be in a situation currently right now with the way these standings are constructed where they would have to win one game. But for Washington, right. they would have to win multiple because yeah, they're, they're currently they still at the 10th spot. They haven't even at the moved up. Wow. But like, here, here's what I'm going to say about Golden State. Draymond is absolutely right about Steph Curry. He gravitates so much attention that it leaves – it makes Steve Kerr's system so much easier to run, mm-hmm. especially when Clay's on the court because you can backdoor oh. people. People are going to be so yeah, open. Because you guys both just run around so much, and Steph is a wizard with the ball. But yesterday, you know, Marvel Day for us, right? We compared Andrew Wiggins to Black Panther, and I, I mean, I went off. I went off. I was like, Boy, Black Panther, what? Did you because watch the broadcast? It was kind of cool. It was cool. It was but like, cool. Wiggins and Ubre, they're my homies, but they're like, they're not. Yeah. They're not it. Yeah. You they're know, not it. Yeah. Like Steph has so much. He needs so much help. So if you had to pick, I'd rather face this team instead of that team in a winner take all. Would you say it would be the Warriors instead of the Wizards? Because of that fact, because you got two killers on the because I can focus all my attention on Steph. And granted, Steph might go off. Yeah. But I'm going to run double teams. I'm going to run blitzes at you. I'm going to run so many different looks to try to get the ball out of your hands. Like you, you're, you're going to have to have a Steph Curry out out of mind performance. What what I've noticed about the Steph Curry situation recently, and, I, and it may be me just equated to football, but it's almost like the Michael Vick. Reggie Bush experience where people stand around. It's a show. And they watch. Even though I'm defending you, I'm near, but it's kind of like, because <laughs> I, I know what's getting ready to happen, so yeah. I don't, I'm trying, but I want to see if it goes in. And it's like <laughs> Michael Vick would run around and the defense would just stop and let him, because they want to see what he's getting ready to do. Yeah. But I, same thing with yeah, Reggie Bush, it. where Reggie Bush was running around. People would just stop to see what he's going to do like a video game. And I feel that way about Steph. When he comes across the court, they trying to defend him, but it's like a fake defense. But hold on, Keith. Look, next time you play pickup basketball, I want you guys to try this. As soon as you score, focus on where your man is and guard him immediately. And stay with him the whole time. Do not leave him. Do not take your eyes. Don't try to follow the ball. That's how you have to guard Stephen Curry. So, like, think about it. People don't have that. We have ADHD all the time, right? Like, I mean, functioning. Like, you're – you score, get back on defense. Like, you have to score. Where Steph? Where Steph? All the time. Well, it's hard to find him. Because like he's moving. all Because yes. then by the time you try to find him, he's running off screens. He's moving. You're like, damn. That's his I'm brilliance. Tired. You need somebody to focus on designating to guard him personally all the time. So, somebody, so, so he needs an somebody who's a net. Exactly. <laughs> right. so you need like a net. So, somebody like you need a net who can't be on the floor offensively, who's not a liability. So That's a hard healthy, part. Like a like right. a, like a Patrick Beverly can run around with him and just get in the way and get on his damn nerves. But then that's what happens what on the opposite end, you become a liability offensively because Pat Bev can't really shoot. I understand so that, that. I know, but, but that's what I'm saying. But it's not, even that, it's not even the shooting part. And, and, and Jay, I think the, the most compelling thing about this, and I think that's why, you know, these, there's things about Steph's game that we know, like regularly you'll notice, oh, well, he's a great shooter, this and that. But what, his motor is off the charts. Right. And this is why it's important. Because on, you're on offense, when you're on offense, you're focusing on the play. I'm running my play, and whoever Steph's covering, Steph kind of is just like floating around covering who's got to cover. Shot goes up, shot goes in. He's Steph's gone. gone. He's gone. He's out. So he's gone. Or he's running to get the inbounds, and now he's, and you're like over here in the corner because that's the play, and there's Steph like, I got to go catch him now. now. You got to sprint and him. he doesn't jog no. ever. Always That's hard, what man. makes him so See, difficult to if cover. if you would have just been in shape all the time, you could have just shot that shot like that. 
came around. Did oh no, I could never been Steph Curry. I can't shoot that thing like that. That's a special it, gift. It, he's 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 the most he's yeah. the most different thing I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, that it's, it looks fake. His range. <laughs> you, no, it you looks fake. Calling NBA games down. This is video games. Scouting report is, you know, like the the circle where you jump at half. Yeah, you have to meet him. At the top of the circle, like in the opposing, that's where you have to meet him. Not not once you go over half, not the top of that circle. Uh-uh. The back in the, in the other teams back you, you have to meet him early there, right. defensive. That's where teams want you to meet him. Yeah, chest to chest. But then I'm then he's gonna push it down the court. Now you got to be agile enough to weave with him to get in position. I would think where across the court now. You got to be ready to do whatever you need to do defensively. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the shot that he hit on Zion. He hit Zion in the back. Pushed him. Bye-bye. Well, yeah. yeah, whatever. yeah no, no, but nudged Zion him. being that big. But Zion's head, when he nudged him, his head went straight to the basket. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, why don't you turn around and try to guard the dude instead of looking to see where the shot goes? Because he thought it was be too tired. Yeah. Then you're navigating landmines because when they come to screen you, he's they special. actually no, hit you on, like Draymond will hit you on the screen. Yeah, no, he, he is absolutely special. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you had to pick one, pick your poison, Wizards or Warriors in a 7-10 winner-take-all, who would it be? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. So, Will, the return of the Jedi, that would be Dak Prescott, be enough to get the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? We'll discuss that after Sports Center. Jokic dribbling, and they tried to get it to Porter. Now they throw it to Compazzo. Three-pointer blocked by Anthony Davis. Falls loose. Davis has got it. Lakers are going to win this game. Davis with four seconds, three seconds. It's over. The Lakers beat the Nuggets, the hottest team in the NBA, and Davis taps his chest and says, we're back. John Ireland with the call, ESPN LA 710. As the Lakers beat the Nuggets, 93-89. No LeBron James, no Dennis Schroeder, no problem. L.A. only scored 93 points. It was their fewest points in a win over the last two seasons, but they did have Anthony Davis, and when he scores over 25 points or more, when he like he did last night, the Lakers are 10-1 on the season. Denver Nuggets only made Yay! six threes, which ties for a season low. Steph Curry, he makes a lot of threes. He scored 41 in the Watch Warriors' out. win Ooh, over the Pelicans. Bam! NBA best nine forty-point games this season. Last night marked the fifty-seventh time he recorded more than more three-pointers made than the entire opposing team. Man, that's incredible. Warriors improved to twenty-eight and one all time when Draymond Green, by the way, records a triple double. Getting tired just watching him run around on the court all the damn time. Zion had twenty-four career thirty-point games. He had a thirty-point game, fourth most before turning twenty-one in NBA history. To Keyshawn's Dodgers, Dustin May, bad news, out for the season. He'll yeah. have Tommy John surgery. That's 12 to 16-month timetable. Man, care Could tough. be back in time for the stretch run of the 2022 season. Not scheduled for free agency until 2026. I need you this year. We need him now. <laughs> Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear more driven one of the things i enjoy the most about doing this show with the with the plays on the screen is how both of you react to your respective sports when you see a great play like that's a passion like that there's something there. like you you recognize something that is just you know like a great play and your reactions aren't just like 
Yeah, it's nice. No, like you guys both like really show well, I, a lot of passion. I, I'm that way because when it's Love when it. they draw it up and it, mm-hmm. it's executed and it works, it's just a thing of beauty. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like they draw that up to work on def- the defensive side of the ball. When Michael Parsons spills, yeah, he decides that he's going to use his hands violently and attack <laughs> the guy. I mean, that mm-hmm. stuff is the way it's taught, and they go out there. And executed right. is just like a thing of beauty. Yeah, it is. Marcus Spears joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Brought to you by Goodyear, helping Swag. you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. What up, Swagoo? How, how, how are you? Like, do you react that what, way too to what great up, plays? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm right there with Key. Thing of beauty. When you draw it up and it works, because offense always get the love, but I like seeing some good defensive plays every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Hey, let me ask you this. No, <laughs> man. said in such a condescending like, way, yeah, Swag. Yeah, but you know I mean? still more fun. No, I want to – hey, Marcus, I know I know, we all, ex-Cowboys, always, you know, hoping and praying and wishing that our teams do well. What do you, what do you think about the uh, the draft and select, selecting Michael Parsons with the pick and then getting the kid out of Kentucky at the cornerback spot, solidifying two positions on defense that they so badly needed? Yeah, I thought the draft went well, man. We all knew going into it what Dallas needed, and they focused on that side of the football, which was smart, all of the crazy Kyle Pitts talk. But, look, Micah Parsons is going – he's addressing not only a need, but you get the best player um, on the defensive side in this draft. And, obviously, we knew Dallas wanted to go cornerback, but they got Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky, who I think was a low-tier first-round talent. So it's not like you got it. You had to sacrifice for a guy. Obviously, they would have loved to have Sertain or J.C. Horn didn't work out. And then when you look at what they did for the rest of the draft, Jabril Cox from LSU is an athletic linebacker. Sean Lee returned. You saw that they just didn't exercise Leighton Vanderesh fifth-year option. So linebacker became a pressing need. And fortunately for them, the ability to trade back and still get the best defensive player in the draft. And, f- and continue to fill out this roster in this four three that Dan Quinn is going to bring. I-, I thought they had a hell of a hell of a draft, man. So Swagoo, with all that being said, set expectations for me next year on for this team. How far can the Dallas Cowboys go? Yeah, they not Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I ain't going that far, okay. but they can't they can't get in the playoff and win the NFC East. Um, Washington football team is going to be solid, right? We all know that defense. But to me, that's the big nemesis. We still got to find out about Jalen Hurts. The New York, New York Giants may be pretty good. At the end of the season, they look like one of those teams that was trending in the right direction. But Dak being back, that offensive line was decimated last year. Um, it was a wash, man. And listen, this is not for any team. If they would have went through what the Dallas Cowboys went through, you say to yourself, damn, how in the world are you supposed to play football? You got a scheme that no defensive players fit. You got an offensive line that's decimated and you lose your starting quarterback. And we all know with those things being impacted, that's a recipe for disaster in that league. Marcus Spears joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, KJZ ESPN Radio. All right, let's get to the story now that probably is going to dominate, probably I say. We'll be dominating the NFL headlines now until probably week one, if not even beyond that, and that is Aaron Rodgers. If, if it is over, as they say, if the divorce is going to be finalized at some point, where do you think he ends up? Does he end up not playing at all? Does he end up hosting Jeopardy and taking a year off, or does he actually end up on another team? 
I think when superstar quarterbacks, and there's only a few guys in that echelon, I think when they say they want out, it's no coming back from that. Mm. Um, you know, I, and I don't know all of the turmoil that's going on. I know that it's been reported Aaron Rodgers wants Gutekunst out, the general manager for the Green Bay Packers. But the two teams I see is Denver and New Orleans. Um, when you look at what they have as far as trade value, when you look at the teams currently formulated, they may be a quarterback away from making a deep playoff run. And with Aaron Rodgers – could become immediate Super Bowl contenders. We know that the Saints built that roster for Drew Brees to have a lot of success. I, I, I didn't love what they did in the draft, but currently constructed, they have a really good football team. Now, I don't know how much, how many players you would have to involve in that, but I'd send two ones and Jameis and Taysom if that's who they wanted, or a skilled position player, a young player that's ascending. If I'm Denver, I'll send Drew Locke over. We just got Teddy Bridgewater. I'll send Teddy Bridgewater. When we start talking about knowns, and Aaron Rodgers is a known, you know your team is marketably better. When you have him at quarterback, you got to be willing to sacrifice more than your first thought. And and if this is the case, if, if someone is going to press to get him traded and Green Bay is finally going to relent, because I don't know if you come back from that. Those are two teams I've identified that Aaron Rodgers could go to immediately, and they could be Super Bowl contenders, and I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up in L.A. for the Super Bowl. Marcus, you said pick and choose, right? I say just tell me what you need, and we'll get it done. That's that, the easiest. You want the damn stadium? You can have a stadium. We'll Absolutely. even name the stadium after you in Denver. Let me ask Hell you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Marcus, because you and I have talked about quarterback a certain quarterback up in new england in cam newton still possibly having some gas left in the tank a lot of people felt like he was done he was through based on the second half of the season that he put together but now we got three young rookie quarterbacks in three cities with veteran quarterbacks the new england patriots in mac jones trey lance jimmy g and justin fields and andy dalton who should be the week one starters, I know who I want is the week one starter in those places, but to you, who should be the week one starter? Yeah. I think in Chicago it should be Justin Fields. Um, Matt Nagy has to start that clock and understand that not only does he have to prove he can develop a quarterback, unlike they did with Mitchell Trubisky, he has the Justin Fields was was drafted as the savior. That's a lot of pressure for a rookie, but that's absolutely what he was drafted to be, starving um, city starving franchise for a quarterback to have success. So I think Phil should start day one. Trey Lance needs reps, man. Um, I was on the fence about it. I was talking, you know, Jimmy G started for a few weeks until you see that development for Trey Lance, but Trey Lance is leaving with 300 plus reps at the quarterback spot from North Dakota state. And you can make an argument on both sides. Well, he needs time to wait. He needs to prepare and be ready, which I think is something that's true. But if you're looking at Kyle Shanahan, especially with that run game and with Trey Lance athleticism, if you play an 11 on 11 and everybody talks about how he's a whiz in processing and understanding coverages and reading defenses, then you try to get him in there. So I would, I would, I would start Jimmy G a, a game or two, unless preseason, uh, off-season OTAs, training camp, Trey Lance is just blowing it out of the water from a from an understanding and grasping the playbook standpoint. And then for me, that's a no-brainer in San Francisco that you go with Trey Lance. And then in New England, man, this is the tough one because Mac Jones fits what they want to do. They they are going to the two tight end system with John New and Hunter Henry. It's going to be 12 personnel. It's a lot similar to what Mac Jones did at Alabama. He's going to have a great understanding 
philosophically of what Josh McDaniels wants to do because it was similar to what Sark did in Alabama using the weapons that they had. And and, and then this Cam, right? We And I'm not going to act like Key. I got an affinity for Cam. I want to see Cam have success, bounce back from how his career seemed to be ending. But Mac Jones is going to start early at some point in the season. They took him 15. They want a facilitator. I looked at Cam again, man, going through last season and just going through some games, like like moments in games. And it's like Cam was the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde, right? The athleticism is, is, is not the same. The arm looked good at times, and at times it looked like Cam couldn't even throw. So I think the inconsistency ultimately – uh, is why Mac Jones is going to start. But I don't think he starts week one. I believe Cam just eventually relents that position to him. Swagger, great stuff. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. Great job there, Marcus, giving us inside information. That's All his right. radio voice, <laughs> Swag. You can man, catch Marcus Spears on NFL Live. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get to some calls. Would you be willing to blow up the Death Star to win a championship? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. Alan Hahn in for Zubin, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, cutting your bill... Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. That's up to 50% less than the other guys. Straight Talk Wireless. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. Let's grab some calls here and have a conversation. Keyshawn now has a, a basketball. We have a mini hoop. Yeah, because I was here. crumbling up the papers. and That's offensive. It was very offensive to some people. So Yeah. So instead, now we have... A hoop, which yes, is nice. that is correct. Move it's a breakaway right rim, too, in case you want to dunk. That's very important. Well, Jay can dunk now. True. Yeah. yeah. I think he can reach that one. It's so. on a chair, just for everybody to know. So, you going to take a shot while we're on? No, uh, I'm just no, holding you the ball. just want to hold? Okay, I understand. Let's grab some calls. Why don't we? Scott is in North Carolina. How you doing, Scott? What's up, Scott? Uh-oh, what happened? Is it- Scott? Scott? Are, are you, you at okay? work? Scott? 
I think Scott might something. be at work like he fell trying to chair. hide. No, uh, he's at work trying to hide. You heard some like Probably factory stuff happening. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, somebody coming. He had to get mm. underneath the desk even further. Ah, that's what happens. Okay, how about Russell in New York? Russell. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, great show. Uh, you guys replaced some of the other shows that used to be on ESPN, but I've been enjoying it. I'm probably one of our younger listeners. I was born in 95, so I actually had to do homework on who you guys were when the show came out. No offense. It just I didn't know because I'm younger. Okay. Um, anyway, so in terms of what I would have given up, um, I'm a Steelers fan, and I would have given up the rest of Mike Tomlin's coaching career if we would have won a championship when we had Antonio Brown, Le'Veon, and Ben playing well consistently. I just felt like that didn't end the way it could have with the talent we had, and we haven't had that amount of talent since. Also, I'm a, a Orlando Magic fan, so I'm dying because we're rebuilding from the rebuild. <laughs> I would have given up my high school championship to see Dwight beat the Lakers that year in the final. High school champion? What high school championship? What Tell us, give us the details of the high school uh, championship. What Lincoln sport? High, what school? Lincoln High School. Yeah, that was Lincoln High School Lincoln? in New York City. I live in Rochester now, but I'm from New York City. That was Lincoln High School in right. Brooklyn. So Coney Island. So 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 basketball, I'm guessing? No, that was football. It was fo- I, I played center, center high school. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, Russell. A lot of detail. I'll tell you what about the 2009 finals. I would I would trade your high school championship so it wouldn't have been the Magic. It would have been the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron versus Kobe. We were robbed of that. So he wanted the Magic to win the championship, Jay, that year in 09. So he was oh. going to give back his Lincoln High School championship so that the Magic could win with Dwight Howard. And I say you I would need, rather – I need more than the Lincoln High School championship. Yeah, I but, need more but I'll that. tell you what. I, I will trade his Lincoln High School <laughs> championship so that man, I can see that alone, LeBron man. versus Kobe final that we did not get in 2000. you got to offer me more than the Lincoln High School you championship. You don't think that's enough? I, I, need, I need more. A, a limb – Something limb, yeah. more personal. Yeah, we had callers giving up legs. Two here. legs. You can't go from two legs to a Jay in New Jersey to a respect, high school Jay, to a high school champion. Now, so he might value his high school championship at such a level. I value my legs. Of, Clearly, I value my legs. But I'm saying <laughs> I have one. He values his high school championship at a different level. Why are you mm. rubbing your, your swollen arms while you're no, talking? I was itchy. So yeah. I went like while this. they discuss, Rodney and Queens can join us now. Rodney, how are you? Yes, how, how you guys doing? What up, Rod? Good morning, Rod. Queens, baby. Queens. Good, good morning. Good morning. Long Island? Yeah. Yes, Queens. Yeah. Far Rockaway. All right. That's what's up. It's, Facts. Yes, yes. I was just wanting to know if maybe it's me. Um, Maybe I'm just paranoid about it. Maybe. But I see a trend when it comes to black quarterbacks and how they are valued, especially in the draft. You know, Deshaun Watson and Mahomes, they were kind of snubbed in the draft, and I've seen the same thing happen to Justin Fields this year. And it just seems to be a trend. Like, it's it's obvious that the black quarterback, not the black athlete, but the black quarterback doesn't get the value that he deserves at the time after putting in all the work. See, you're going to keep talking, and I ain't going to be able to answer you because we only got like 20 seconds. Mm. Well, 
you want to? We got ten now. If you yeah, want would to, you like I mean, to try? Would you like to try to answer? Like, it? I, I no, I don't want to try to answer. Now it's time to go to break. It's too long. Yeah, that, yeah, it's a the long explanation he's answer. getting at and all that stuff. So maybe we can try to tackle that on the other side of things, and also why Aaron Rodgers might tell the Packers he's not the Jedi they're looking for. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.